Hey, it's Mark Striegel, and I'm here with Joey Haney. Joey, how are you? Doing good, Mark. How about yourself? Good, good. We are doing another episode of Talking Rock, which you can get on CNJ Radio, and you can also get it on TalkingRock.net. And please subscribe to it on iTunes. Leave us a review in the, in the review section on iTunes. And yeah, I'm sure there's all the other uh, podcasting platforms. It's available at most of those, too. So definitely, wherever you get your podcast, definitely give a search for Talking Rock and subscribe to it. We do just that here on the program. We talk about rock and roll. We talk about punk metal, whatever we feel like talking about, there are no limits to our discussion. And uh, yeah, Joey Haney. Joey, what's going on on your podcast? Uh, tell us a little bit about what you're up to on Rock Strikes 10. I uh, just wrapped up our annual Alice Cooper birthday show. We do it every year because Alice is my number one. So every year we do a special tribute show for him. Usually, you know, in the past we played deep cuts before. This year I did a little bit of a twist uh, we did half people covering Alice, and then the other half was also covers, but Alice doing covers, oh, and okay. it's Alice, Alice covering the British invasion specifically. Right, cool. Uh, so, yeah, that's that's that. And then coming up, uh, probably got a four-parter coming up because uh, uh, I'm turning 40 next month, and so I am picking my fa- top 40 songs of my birth year 1979 oh cool the melting the melting pot that is 1979 it's all encompassing so working hard on that and making cuts to get it down to 40 is actually really hard you would think that in the era of disco and all this other stuff that it'd be easy and there's not a whole lot of rock stuff but there actually is so so all the songs will come from 1979 Yes. Okay. That, that's I'm trying yeah. to think. Sure, no, something would be on there for me. I, that, I that, that's yeah. on my list. Yeah. That's, yeah. That, that's and I mean, yeah. I love that album and Dynasty in its entirety. But I think if I had to pick one off of that record, Sure, No Something is is definitely uh, there. You nailed it. Now, what else yeah. did did uh, Face Dances by the Who come out in '79 or was that like '80 or something? I don't I know. Could have even been '81. Yeah, I, did, yeah, I, did, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because I've been through every. Like every catalog released from night, you know, like nineteen seventy nine. Like just looking it up, Wikipedia, all these other different websites, and there were some that I thought were from seventy nine, but they're from seventy eight. So that way, I'm like, let's keep it out of there because I've got enough stuff to cut out. Right. So right. it's crazy, and there's a lot of punk rock stuff and new wave stuff, of course, or early new wave, and so yeah, it's just a mishmash of stuff. Some R and B, maybe a country song, maybe. Cool. Uh, yeah. So, right. oh, yeah, looking check forward to that. <laughs> yeah, and you can check my stuff out. It's all on TalkingRock.net. And, of course, I have the Talking Metal podcast, which has been going strong since 2005. Uh, we're doing a lot of videos now. We just put up a, a gear video where Damon Johnson, the guitar player, runs through all his his gear. Of course, he has played with Thin Lizzy, Alice Cooper, Black Star Riders, uh, Brother Kane, among many others. So definitely check that out. It's... Uh, called Talking Metal Gear with Damon Johnson. It's up on our YouTube page, which is youtube.com slash talking metal. Or again, everything I do is on talkingrock.net, including this podcast, the Talking Rock podcast. So we're going to hit a couple topics, kind of maybe keep this uh, podcast a little bit shorter today, guys. But but Joey, what what is uh, our first talking point today? Well, I figured they've finally announced the uh, people uh, who are going in, the acts who are going into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame this year. Okay. 
I think I think that the the actual presentation is in a few weeks. So I figured maybe we discuss that. And I, I think the thing I'd like to do with you here, Mark, spring this on you here, is I'm going to name every act on here. We'll just go one by one. And uh, I kind of like, usually like to put it in certain categories when I talk about what kind of a fan I am of a certain band. So it, basically all the way from like big fan to uh, greatest hits fan. You know, right, like I at right. least have a greatest hits record or I have the whole catalog or maybe somewhere in between. So I figured I'd just go through all these with you and see what you think of them. You Please. Know? Yeah, so, let's yeah. do it. All right, let's start with the zombies. <laughs> no, I, yeah, I know they have like there, one time of the season. Oh, yeah. Okay, time of the season. Yeah. Yeah, that's a great song, man. Time of the season. I don't know. I don't know much about them. I know they're highly respected. And I'm shocked, honestly. You, I mean, because that that shit's that's old shit. That's like the '60s, right? Late '60s. Yeah, late '60s. That that's that pop psychedelic era. And you know, she's not there was a huge song as well. Uh, they garnered a lot of attention actually in the early 2000s for uh, their album from the uh, late '60s called Odyssey and Oracle. Like apparently, a lot of like indie acts started to find that record somehow through somebody. And they kind of had a big resurgence of popularity with like, you know, the, the indie artists and the hipsters and the early aughts. And, uh, but yeah, there's also ties into, you know, of course the zombies gave way to Argent because Rod Argent was in the zombies. Okay. And, you know, so there's, there's some good history in there and, you know, a good band. It's, it's a band that it's okay to say you're a greatest hits fan of, because I mean, if you grab like a decent zombies greatest hits, you'll actually, I think, enjoy it more than, you might think going in because they have those two or three big songs, but you know, a decent act right. as far as hall of fame, you know, I was kind of like in the middle, like, Oh, you know, but I'm a huge Rod Argent and Russ Ballard fan, but you know, Ballard came later on with Argent and there's a lot of kiss tie-ins there too. Sure. So, of course. Uh, you know, the uh, thing is, you know, so. I, I would say this, not knowing shit about the zombies is I would suspect they weren't critic darlings, um, because if they were, they would have already been in the Hall of Fame. The the fact that they're exactly. only kind of getting in at this late date, uh, 50 years after they were a band, over 50 years, to me tells me that they probably, in, in at, at their time when they were selling albums in the late 60s, they probably weren't considered cool by the elite New York rock journalists and that's why they're getting in it at this late date that's just a guess but that's uh that's most likely probably yeah. the case with them but who who else is on the list uh the next one here is roxy music who, Oof, uh, okay another one i'm surprised is not in uh roxy music again all I know is that I used to look at their album covers because they had the hottest chicks on the album covers, and uh, I think they should have probably been inducted a long time ago just for that fact. Uh, but yeah. I, you know, again, uh, Brian Ferry, was... right? Brian Ferry was in Roxy Music. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I know again, yeah. highly respected Trent Reznor, uh, a big fan of Roxy Music. I, I I couldn't name one song, unfortunately. Oh, well, okay. Yeah, I would I would say you know. For people like that out there that don't have anything by them, uh, I'm a one of my favorite albums of all time is actually their record called Siren, which does have a big hit on there. Love is the drug, 
Uh, oh, okay. Just a, right. That's Roxy just Music. A, sure. I thought. I mean, that almost love is right. Okay. That almost yeah, cause, has like the tubes or something. It has like a vibe like that or something. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's it's that same kind of it's that same era too. And you know, they were definitely early on. It's kind of in the middle of their seventies career because they started off as like a real artsy band. Because Brian Eno was in the band early on too. You know, super producer Brian Eno. Uh, but once he left, they definitely embraced the more pop side of it, more accessible stuff, which I actually like that stuff better. But Siren for me is the yeah. record. Of course, Avalon is probably their most overall popular album. Which but, one is you know, Love? Love is the drug. Uh, which album is that on? That's on Siren, and that's okay. my f- absolute favorite Roxy album. If you're cool. gonna listen to an album top to bottom, it's a great experience. I'll need to do uh, that. But yeah, I'm a, you know I'm a fan of theirs, and they're still. You know, Ferry still tours, and he still does a decent amount of Roxy material. And yeah, once again, I was surprised they weren't in there either because they were always critical darlings. And, uh, you know, Bowie was a big fan, you know, like, you know, I think he actually almost kind of was following them at one point creatively. Uh, but yeah, you know, yeah. Don't know why they're on them, but I'm glad yeah, they're in. Yeah, I'm now. surprised, even though I don't know much about him. Obviously, now that you mentioned Brian Eno, yeah, of course I I do know he was in there and Brian Ferry, and but but yeah, uh, again, not uh, very well versed on them. I should definitely go listen to the Sirens album for sure. So thanks for that uh, that tip yeah. there. Who else, Joey? Oh, um, by the way, the uh, the woman that was on most of those Roxy music album covers was Jerry Hall. Who was, uh, uh, yeah. with Ferry for a long time. And I believe, I don't know if Jerry left Brian for Mick Jagger, but it definitely happened, uh, quickly after, after they broke up. So, and wasn't, isn't was she like, Mar- she's married to Rupert Murdoch now. Do you know that? I think so. Yeah. Oh my God. I Which forgot about kinda, that. Kind of crazy. Tried. Went from Jagger yeah. to, to Rupert Murdoch. <laughs> and the story I have of Jerry Hall is, is I was at this club, the Continental, where I actually met my wife years later. But anyways, it was right after like Mick Jagger had some, some love child of his surfaced in South America. And it turned out he had yeah. a, a girl down there and, and a baby and like, I swear, like a like a week within a week of that being announced in the press, which I seem to remember hit Jerry Hall fairly hard, which I'm you know rightfully so. She was in the Continental Rock Club down uh, where I used to play gigs all the time, and she was in there. And at that time, you know, she was probably an older woman. I'm guessing, you know, probably about my age. You know, like late 40s, maybe even mid 40s. Who knows? It says she's 62 yeah, yeah. now, but she was a wreck that night. I remember, and I remember well, seeing her in there, drunk and and not really looking that great, and and looking kind of sad. And and I remember feeling really bad for her that that particular evening. Um, and that's my Jerry Hall story. I had no others, just that one. I love that. That's that's. Uh, I love your stories. <laughs> um, I always think of her in, in the '89 Batman movie, and she probably was looking about the same at that point as she did halfway through the film. Yeah, um, yeah. This I, would have been a, 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 probably a decade after that, but but yeah. yeah. Um, gotcha. I forgot she was in that movie. I, I should go back and and look at that. Yeah. Okay. So the next one here, uh, Radiohead. Okay. Love it. <laughs> yeah, I, I I definitely fell off of them after uh, Kid A. Um, I think they just kind of okay, this is what they're doing now. But 
Yeah, yeah, the, the electronic hybrid they were doing, I think a little bit of that went a long way for me. But they definitely had a, a moment where they were really on fire. You know, I do, as much as they got lauded critically for the Benz and OK Computer, I do believe that those are very good rock albums. Uh, but yeah, I, it seems weird. It seems like it's too soon, even though they're at that 25-year yeah. point. But it's just, it makes me feel old. But yeah, you know. I now, mean, are the I, Foo I Fighters a, in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? Uh, no, they're eligible next year. Okay. All right. Yeah, I, I think Radiohead's a great choice, man. I mean, I, I love stuff that they did after Kid Kid A, personally. I mean, Amnesiac, I thought was a great record. <clears throat> um, you know, Hell to the Thief, great stuff. Uh, I love Radiohead. It's no secret, and I think that's great. I, I Well-deserving. And again, you know, my, my whole thoughts on the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame are it's a little goofy, the whole thing anyways, but... Uh, Radiohead, absolutely. I think they should uh, definitely be in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. And out of everything you've mentioned so far, that's the most uh, exciting thing, most exciting band that uh, that I've heard so far this year. So had no idea. That's how out of the loop I am on this Rock and Roll Hall of Fame <laughs> stuff because I love Radiohead. But it should yeah. be interesting to see how they approach it because – you know, yeah, they're kind of that snobby. That. Are they going to pull a David Bowie where they don't want to go or show up? Like, will they respect it? Like, do they care? I, that, that to me, um, is interesting, and I'll be curious to see how that plays out. Yes. Uh, and this next one here is, I guess, now a two-time inductee because this person went in with a band already. Uh, but Stevie Nicks is going in this year as a solo artist. Okay. Now, do you think that she is viable enough as a solo artist to go into the hall of fame without fleetwood mac i mean without pulling up her catalog i mean i guess so i i don't know i mean like she had like what two two hits post fleetwood mac and maybe more than that there was that song she did with don henley right and yeah it looks yeah, like i it's, guess that's, so that's the thing. i don't it's know like kind of kind of standing on the shoulders of giants a little bit i mean like but yeah technically uh Stop Dragging My Heart Around is on her solo album, so that's one of her hits. Leather and Lace, like you mentioned, the Don Henley song. Right. you know, And even like uh, Stand Back, which she rightfully admitted was a rip of uh, Little Red Corvette. And Prince even actually, we found out later on after he died, that he actually did play the keyboards on that track. Right. Huh. So, I mean, you know, it's one of those things like, I'm not saying she's not a talent because she's definitely a stage presence. She has a unique voice. People love her. But I think as far as the solo thing, I think there was, she had a lot of help. And I don't know, man. I don't know if it's enough to be in as a solo artist that way. She, that being said, she has a CD full of greatest hits that, you know, I recognize half of the stuff on there. But, you know, yeah, I think that one's a little more subjective. But, yeah, so, I mean, uh, do you think that she should be in there by herself, Mark? I guess so. I mean, I'm looking. I'm on. I'm on Wikipedia right now, just looking over the the songs and stuff. And yeah, sure, man. Why not? <laughs> All right. Uh, so here's one. Someone that uh, at one point, whenever you know the major labels were really signing those big contracts in the '90s, here's somebody that made the, I believe, the hundred million dollar club. That was a big deal. Janet Jackson is going into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Uh, I mean, she has yeah. sold a ton of records in her career. Uh, you know, it's one of those things where, you know, she doesn't really get so much the rock pass, you know, although I do uh, really enjoy that one rock song that she did do, uh, Black Cats, 
back in 1990 on the Rhythm Nation album. But um, yeah, what do you think about that? You a fan at all? Grace Hits fan? Don't care? Yeah, Tommy Lee was a big fan of that song too, by the way. Um, yeah, I, I, you know, one of the first CDs I ever got uh, was, I guess it would have been Rhythm Nation by Janet Jackson. And it's interesting. I don't believe it's on my shelf anymore. I wonder what I what ended up happening with that. I have to go look. But that was um, a huge record. Yeah, and I, I bought that on what? Like, what year was that? That was let's see, eighty nine. Yeah, so that was right around when I started buying CDs. I definitely had that on on CD, <clears throat> and yeah, it was a good record. I mean, I, I I don't know why I had. I think I bought it because of the song Black Cat. Yeah, which was kind of like her trying to be like you know Michael Jackson with with <clears throat> Beat Dirty It Diana. or or uh, Dirty Diana. Yeah, with with Steve Stevens. Um, I'm trying to. What else was a uh, miss you much was on that? Yeah, you know what I liked with Janet, which I think was a Michael track actually, like Scream. I thought that was freaking yeah. badass song. Um, that was that was a big one. Yeah. Does she deserve to be in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? I guess so. I, I don't know. I, I I don't know. She does. I, I don't think. She really, for me, ever had the artistic um, genius that Michael had. You know, I, I think I think Michael Jackson was brilliant. I think he was totally fucked up person, but I think his sure. artistic output was absolutely staggeringly amazing. Uh, and I don't think Janet is anywhere close to to that. Although she yeah. sold a ton of records, she had a ton of fans, and she probably had a tremendous influence on the. The people that came after her, of course, uh, what was it, Jesse John? Uh, what were the Jesse Johnson played guitar on that? Who had worked with Prince and Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis, right? They were the yeah, big hot producers back in the day. They did that Rhythm Nation. Exactly. Yeah. What the hell? Yeah, sure. Yeah. She should be in. Yeah, and they did control with her also, so that's definitely something that needs to be said. Right. Uh, if they if those guys aren't in the Hall of Fame, they definitely should be because those guys had their hands in everything for a while. And I think they're good producers, you know. They even crossed over into, you know, they they did tons of uh, pop artists, not just you know R and B artists, you know, like you know white pop artists to cross over. Right. So important act for sure, and you know, of course, the time can't argue with that. But right, uh, absolutely. Yeah, let's move on here. We've got two uh, two more acts, uh, both bands. Now we've moved past the solo artists here. Uh, the Cure, another one surprisingly that hadn't gone in. They've been eligible since 2004, hmm. and they're just now going into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Wow. Of course. Yeah, man. I mean, The Cure, I'm definitely excited to hear they're going in. I mean, if I were going to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame uh, induction ceremony concert thing, I would definitely be excited to see them perform and also Radiohead the Cure, absolutely. Uh, a band that, to me, I was working in a record store when I got turned on to them, just really, really kind of blew me away with what they were doing. It was the type of stuff that I couldn't really compare to anything else. I didn't really know what genre it was, what the hell they were doing. It was a different, cool, great sound, uh, you know, total, total artists, those guys, uh, for sure, The Cure. And uh, yeah. yeah, what's the guy's the main guy's name? I should uh, I'm forgetting his name. Robert uh, Smith. Yeah, Robert Smith. Genius. Yeah, genius. Yeah, and that's the thing. Like that was a band. I, I used, you know, I was reading Billboard and you know Rock magazines. You know, 
as the first things I ever read in my life. So I always saw the name, did not hear them until around the time Kiss Me, Kiss Me, Kiss Me came out. And of course, Disintegration just hit the home run. I mean, it, it was like those two albums in a row that was like huge. So big, in fact, that they crossed over to my metal friends. Like all of my metal friends had Disintegration at the very least. Yeah, uh, I'm that, one of them. Yeah, was, I'm one. I mean, Fascination Street. When I I, I was I was oh, into the yeah. uh, what was the album before that? Kiss Kiss Me Kiss Me Kiss Me. I was into yeah. that record because we had it in the record store where I worked, and we would play that over and over again in in the store. Uh, Beaky's Music in in Lawrenceville, New Jersey, and and then Fascination Street hit right around that same time. I'm trying. Oh, that would have hit what like '89, and I remember I had yeah. that on uh, cassette in my car and I would just, I would just listen to that over and over again. I think it was a double cassette. Does that sound right? I don't know. I'd have to go back. Maybe not. Maybe not. No, no, it wasn't a double cassette, but it was, it was a long record though. Like it was, you know, we were just, we're just getting into that era of the 60 plus minute album that hysteria started. And yeah, that was just another one of those like long albums. Yeah. Oh, and they had so many good songs. Lullaby was on there. Right. And and pictures of you, Love song. Uh, yeah, Fascination okay. Street, uh, a love song. Yeah, that was a great one yeah. too. Yeah, great, great record, man. Yeah, The Cure absolutely should be in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Yeah, and another band that definitely should be heralded for the kind of shows that they still put out because I've actually never seen them live. I've seen a lot of good footage, but yeah, my seen- my friends that are like hardcore fans, like they play these like three hour shows still. And it's just like, man, it sounds, I mean, they definitely give them their money's worth. And yeah, you know, when I saw them, the sound was a little messed up. I don't know. Like the mix was messed up or something. I only saw them once, but, um, uh, yeah, I've, I've heard that they're just amazing and I'd, I'd like to see them again at some point. Yeah. At one point they did a tour where I guess there are these three albums that supposedly tie into each other from different eras. And they did a tour where they played all three of those albums in full, top to bottom. I mean, that's that's crazy. And um, oh, cool. another fun fact: over the last few years, their uh, one of their official members now and touring guitar player is uh, Reeves Gabriels from uh, Tim Machine and the latter Reeves, yeah. era David Bowie. So he's been their guitar player for a while now. So I think that's really cool that he's in Absolutely. that band now. So last one, Mark. Uh, a band that I know we're both fans of and I'm very surprised that they're going in and the other thing that makes it cool that they are going in is that with all of our other favorite bands kind of going in over the years the votes are going to get better now and better bands are going to start getting in so here you go Def Leppard right on cool cool I I I guess I'm curious about this I mean they absolutely should be in I hope they they obviously will will induct Steve Clark. I'm I'm sure the yes. the late great Steve Pete Clark. Willis is going in too. Oh, by good. the way, okay, so that was my Steve, question. Steve and Pete are definitely getting inducted. It's been officially announced. Anybody that was worried about that, don't worry about it. They're both in. That's good. So. It's uh, it's funny because I did this interview. It was technically for VH1 when I worked there back in 2015 with Joe Elliott, and we got into a, a long conversation about Pete Willis. I believe it's up on YouTube. I should look for it. Mm. Uh, and I, I had looked for the master footage, and I – it exists somewhere in the VH1 library. Unfortunately, I didn't take the master footage with me. I should have. Oh. Um, 
Uh, but yeah, it was and it was interesting because he was telling me that Joe was telling me he had run into to Pete not that long ago. Again, this is 2015, and and I guess there was some some awkwardness there. And he goes into a lot of detail about it. I should look that up and tweet that out because it was yes. if if it's on YouTube because it was a really interesting conversation with him about pete willis that no one picked up i sent it to blabbermouth i sent it all over the place and no one seemed wow. to care yeah yeah and it was yeah, i thought true. it was like explosive yeah. shit that would that joe was telling me um yeah that i'd never heard yeah. so so that's awesome pete willis well deserving and if 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 you look at the songwriting credits on some of def leppard's biggest songs especially off that second and third record uh pete willis much of the time has his name attached as a co-writer to some of those great, great songs. A lot of people think, well, it was all Phil on, uh, you know, Phil and Steve doing the guitar work on Pyromania. No, Pete plays on that record, too. He plays guitar on that record. He was heavily involved in the songwriting process. At some time, he was booted out. And really, I, Phil Collin came in, and, and I believe, I don't even think played rhythm on that album. He did some of the solos. And, you know, then became a real big part of the band moving forward after after that. And he was in all the music videos, which, of course, just hit us yeah. over the head over and over. And definitely uh, an iconic part of of the Def Leppard career, Phil, Phil Collin. Um, but, yeah, I'm glad Pete Willis is being inducted. And so so what is it just the is Vivian going to be inducted yeah. too? OK. Yeah. It's so interesting yeah, how I, that yeah. shit works, man. It's so it's so it's so interesting how like Kiss, they won't allow any of the other members to be inducted. Um yeah. Sabbath was just the original f- four guys, which is probably, yeah. you know, I guess you could argue for Dio. I don't really think there's oh, any absolutely. other member of that band you could argue for yeah. um you know, Deep Purple. Then, of course, it's not just the classic lineup. Uh, you know, Grateful Dead. It's it's you know dozens of people. So everybody, I, everybody in the Dead. It's not just they put so every weird. goddamn member of the Grateful. It's because it's that's their taste. Like you know, day one Rolling Stone fanboys of Grateful Dead. That's their taste. Every every like all fifty five people or whatever it is, seventy five. They're all in there. It's so stupid. And the so, bands yeah. don't have a say on this, by the way. No. I mean, Zero. maybe maybe they can say what they prefer, and maybe that's considered. However, with with Kiss and and all these bands, I I, I can tell you for sure um, that the current members of the band don't necessarily have a say in who gets inducted, and a lot of times are bitter about what the the hall forces uh forces upon them as far as who will or will not be inducted and it's caused a lot of tension with with bands behind the scenes uh some of which i've i've heard about um so it's it's interesting that that uh you know def leppard will have pete willis and uh yeah i guess just pete willis well steve, steve and vivian yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah oh and vivian and vivian for, yeah for that's kind of yeah vivian is is interesting because i could see you know, when Deep Purple got inducted, Steve Morris, who's been in the band longer than any other guitar player, you know, he wasn't a part of it, you know, so. Yeah. And yeah, put out some really too. critically acclaimed records, you know, maybe yeah. maybe they haven't sold or, but, you know, he, he wasn't uh, inducted as, as part of Deep Purple, which, you know, you could have that argument that if a guy like Vivian Campbell is going to be inducted with part of Def Leppard, that possibly 
Steve Morris should have been part of the the purple induction. And uh, I, I I know Gillen probably would have wanted Steve Morris inducted, but he had no say in who got inducted yeah. in. So it is interesting that Rock and Roll Hall of Fame thing. I would love to at some point, and we got to wrap this up because I got I got to sure. pick my son up. But at some point, we should try to figure out the behind the scenes workings of the Hall of Fame and who these people actually are who do the induction. Um, there's some there's some fun behind the scenes articles and interviews with people that have either been in there and left or just talk about it uh, very bluntly. So you can definitely Google some Hall of Fame interviews. They talk about who stood up for what band and things like that. So like that's how we found out that Tom Morello was the sole guy that stood up for Kiss. Right. Uh, Quest Love is the guy that stood up for Hall of Notes. I mean, there's things like that out there to discover. So, yeah. Cool. All right. Well, you know what? I know we were going to hit another topic, but I, I do yeah, have to wrap yeah, it up. Yeah, we'll so it I, I, yeah, we'll hit it next time. I think we got a good uh, 30 minutes in here. What what song do you want to play to take us out? Uh, let's, uh, I mean, I've got Def Leppard on the brain. Sure. So let's go. You know what? Uh, one of my favorites is uh, Mirror, Mirror. All right, cool. Uh, I think let, let's let's do that one. Nice. Good choice as always, Joey. It's great talking rock with you. And where can people connect with you? What's your uh favorite social media platform? Uh real quick, just go to cnjradio.com. Once you go there, you'll see the links to all the shows including Talking Rock, Rock Strikes 10, Wrestling House Show, Last Theater, the upcoming I Am Vinyl and the Synaptic Empire podcast. Right on. Cool. And again, for me, it's uh, it's TalkingRock.net. Guys, check me out there. Please join me on Patreon. We have a whole little Patreon family going. Uh, exclusive content, exclusive merchandise and stuff on, on the Mark Striegel Talking Metal Patreon page. I'd love it if you join me there. There's even an exclusive podcast. We do the Mark Striegel podcast once a week that no one gets to hear except for our 22 current patrons and if you want to for two bucks a month get the mark striegel podcast every week it's a, a discussion show kind of kind of like this little little bit different vibe because we do focus on the topics we've been talking about on the patreon message boards and stuff uh, but you can do that for just two dollars by joining me on patreon and that'll about do it until next time joey thank you thanks mark we'll see you next time <laughs> 